When it comes to figuring out your services as a fashion freelancer, a lot of people get really stuck because they wonder, oh, what do I actually have to offer? Or what if I don't know every part of the process? Or what kind of brands would actually want to utilize my skills? And so in today's episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast, I want to talk through five reasons a niche makes everything easier. So we're going to go through why it's easier once you pick a niche for your services and how to figure out your niche, which is essentially going to figure out what your services are and what you can offer brands for paid freelance remote work. I'm super excited to talk about this topic, you guys. It might not sound like the sexiest thing ever, but it is actually really, really powerful stuff. Um, Before we dive into the episode, I do want to let you know that I am hosting a free live training, and what I'm going to teach you today in this podcast episode is the foundation of getting started, and like I said, it's going to make everything you do in freelancing easier including the first step to getting work, which is finding clients. And that is all, everything that we're going to cover in the free live training. It's called Where to Find Freelance Clients and How to Send Pitches That Get Replies. I'm going to share a real-life pitch that has generated thousands in income for this specific freelancer. And the event is absolutely free. It is on Monday, October 25th. So it's coming up right around the corner here. You can get all of the details and register over at soheidi.com slash live training. That's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash live training, all one word. And we'll include the link in the show notes. All right, so I first of all, I want to thank you so much for being here and listening to the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I am your host, Heidi. Whether this is your first or fifth or hundredth time listening, I really appreciate you being here and spending some time with me. I hope you're having a great day, whatever it is you are doing. And now let's dive in on how to figure out your services as a freelancer and why choosing a niche makes everything easier. Now, as I go through this, I'm going to be sharing some stories about being niche that are from some of my freelance accelerator students. And I do this because I want to share real life examples of how these students, these freelancers have crushed it and have have built a career as a successful fashion freelancer because they are niche. All right. So first of all, the first reason it is easier to be a freelancer if you are niche is that it makes it easier to find brands. So reason number one, it is easier to find brands when you are niche. And so the example I want to share here is from one of our graduates, Allison. Um, Allison started with just a couple years experience and she lives in a non-fashion hub outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And when she first started freelancing, she was doing general technical design. And that was anything from tech packs to pattern making. And she was doing a variety of different products for men's and women's and different categories. And she decided that she wanted to focus her business even more. And so she narrowed down her niche to women's pattern making 
for small to medium-sized brands. So she went from a general technical designer, which I know in your in your gut you might think, yeah, but if I'm if I'm general, if I'm more broad, if I'm doing tech packs and pattern making, I can get more clients because there are more people that will want to work with me. But the truth is actually the opposite. And I'm going to share some real-life examples with you later in the episode as to why this is true. Um, and I know that it can feel really counterintuitive, but the truth is the exact opposite. And that's exactly what happened to Allison. So when she went from general technical design to women's pattern making for small to medium-sized brands, her business grew so much. I actually had Allison on the podcast a while back. We'll link to her original episode in the show notes. But I want to share a quick quote that she said. She said, I was really scared at first to focus. What if I turn business away? But the more that I niche down, the more work that comes to me organically. And so I mentioned this as the example for finding brands. And it does make it easier to find brands, which is what I'm going to teach you in that workshop on October 25th. But beyond that, it also makes it easier for brands to find you. Now, Allison's business has grown pretty much exclusively through word of mouth and referrals. And the reason is because she is so niche. When brands go to refer her or tell someone about her, they're like, oh, she specifically does this thing just for you. She does pattern making for women's brands that are small and medium. And that is exactly you. When your services are really broad, people don't refer you because they don't think of you. Um, When they're talking to a brand that might need a freelancer, they don't think of you because you kind of do a little bit of everything and you don't stand out in their mind. So it makes it not only easier to find brands, but also makes it easier for brands to find you, which honestly is how every successful fashion freelancer's career skyrockets and grows, is by brands finding them through word of mouth and referrals. All right, so choosing a niche and figuring out a very specific service offering makes it easier to find brands. That's the first reason. Number two is being niche makes it easier to create your portfolio. All right, you guys, the portfolio can be like the rabbit hole, wheel spinning, life suck, (laughs) three month, six month, 12 month project if you let it. And you want to know why? The reason is because 99% of people, and I know this because I have done hundreds of portfolio critiques over the years. The reason is because so many people try to jam way too much stuff into their portfolio. They try to show denim and kids and lingerie and women's and men's and bags, or they try to show... um, uh, textile design from projects from school and their runway collection from school and tech packs. And it's very like mismatched modge podge assortment of a random grouping of stuff. And here's what happens when you approach brands with a portfolio that's what I like to call sort of overstuffed or project vomiting. Um, it does not go over well because the brand looks at it and they're kind of like, eh, I don't know. This person can like do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They don't, they don't even take the time to dig in and to find the stuff that might actually speak to them. And so when you narrow down your services and you go super niche, and again, I'm going to tell you at the end of this how to figure out your niche in a very easy, simple way, it makes it so much easier to create your portfolio because here's the reality. Your portfolio only needs to showcase like two, three, four projects that are very specific to your niche. If you're going to do denim, then showcase denim because guess what denim brands want to see? 
They want to see denim. They don't want to see textile design. They don't want to see uh, school projects from your runway collection, maybe unless it's denim. Um, they don't want to see lingerie. They don't want to see bridal. They don't want to see all these other random things. Whether you have a mishmash of assortments from school or you have a mishmash of uh, projects from all your years of experience, do not just jam them into one portfolio. Pick your specific niche and create a very simple yet very focused portfolio. Okay, I want to tell you a story about one of our Freelance Accelerator graduates, Amy. Amy is a full-time mom, and she freelances on the side, um, and she specifically focuses on small to medium-sized men's lifestyle and golf brands. She doesn't do kids. She doesn't do women's. She doesn't do... um, button-down woven shirts. She does lifestyle and golf. And she has been tremendously successful in her freelance career. Uh, Dollar for dollar, she earns one and a half times what she was earning as an employee. And here's the really cool thing about her portfolio. She has a handful of projects in there that showcase men's lifestyle and golf product. And she hasn't updated her portfolio in two years. Yet all of the work comes to her organically And her portfolio was so simple to put together and she doesn't have to change it or update it because it speaks to the direct exact client that she's going after. So when you focus, you make your portfolio so much easier, which makes your life so much easier. Okay. All right. So that was reason number two, being niche and having super specific, specific focus services makes your portfolio easier, easier. Number three It makes your life easier because here's the thing about being a freelancer. Unlike when you're working in a full-time job where you kind of have to do it all, you have to do flat sketches and do tech packs and sometimes do textile design, right? Jobs nowadays expect us to do a little bit of everything. But the cool thing about being a freelancer is that you don't have to do it all. Oftentimes, brands are looking for a very specific service, whether that is drawing flats. And yes, you can be exclusively a flats freelancer where all you do is draw fashion flats, or maybe they needed help with, need help with tech packs, and you exclusively are offering tech pack services. We have a couple freelancers inside of Freelance Accelerator who are crushing it exclusively offering tech packs. You can do uh, sourcing. You can help them find new fabrics and trims and textiles. Um, and suppliers. You can do any one part of the process that you want to do. And then you can do that for a variety of brands if you want. You can do tech packs for a variety of different types of brands. You can do flats for a variety of different types of brands. Or you can do um, a little bit of every part of the process, but just for a specific type of brand. So maybe like Amy, you do lifestyle and golf for men's. And I do know for a fact that Amy does a little bit of everything. She designs, she draws the flats, she does the tech packs, she helps with production, but her category is very specific. So we're going to talk about this a little bit more later on how to pick your niche. But please know that as a freelancer, you do not have to do it all. You do not have to know about fit and factories and, and managing production. You can exclusively do just one part of the process, and that makes your life a heck of a lot easier. I hope that's provided you with like some instant relief right now, honestly. Um, on that note, I want to share a story about one of our Freelance Accelerator graduates, Ellie. Um, Ellie is a military wife, and they move around quite a bit. She's actually in the process of, or maybe has already moved to Alaska right now. She used to live 
in a small town kind of in between California and Nevada. And she specifically offers remote pattern making with 3D mock-ups for small to medium-sized brands. Ellie has more work than she can handle and she just increased her hourly rate to $60 an hour. And I wanna, I wanna dig a little bit deeper into her niche and her specific service offering. You guys hear this again. Remote pattern making. So not only is it pattern making, but she has specified the fact that it is remote, which I love. And then beyond that, remote pattern making with 3D mock-ups. So she is specializing in doing 3D mock-ups. And then further to that, she focuses on small to medium-sized brands. Now, you don't have to focus on a specific size of a brand. Depending on your services, it might benefit you. Um, For example, when it comes to things like pattern making or tech packs, a small brand might have very different needs than a large brand, someone that's large and established. Um, So that might be something you want to think about, but that's not something you have to sort of focus on, focus your services on to begin with. That's, it's up to you. Um, but I love how focused her niche is. And as a result of this, she is crushing it. And like I said, she has more work than she can handle and she just increased her rate and she's absolutely getting it, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, okay. So that was reason number three is that it makes your life easier because you don't have to do it all. Okay. Now let's jump into reason number four, being niche with your services and offering a very specific set of, of services to your clients, it makes it easier for you to look qualified no matter your experience. Okay. Because here's the thing, when you put yourself out there and I have seen this, whether you are a recent grad or whether you have 10 to 15 years of experience, when you put yourself out there and you've got a mishmash of a little bit of everything sort of project vomited throughout your portfolio and you've got, um, lingerie and denim and kids and textiles and tech packs and and it's just kind of all over the place you just look really scattered and you don't look like you know what you're doing in any of those categories and again that's true whether you're new or whether you're super experienced but presenting as a mishmash just does not come off as a very attractive look and it kind of it really devalues what you're capable of doing When you focus on one specific service or one specific category, brands look at that and they think, oh my gosh, this freelancer does exactly what we need. They must be great. They don't do all these other random things, but they do this one thing and they do it really, really well. It's this like instant um, sort of level up that you can put on yourself, again, even if you don't have a ton of experience. So I want to share a story about um, one of our graduates, Eleni, um, who went through our freelance accelerator program. Eleni lives in Greece, and when she got started, she had no real design experience. I also want to point out that she is an introvert and has quite a bit of anxiety around freelancing and pitching and doing Zoom calls and putting herself out there, but she did it, and she decided to exclusively focus on tech packs. And the cool thing about Elaine's story is that she started, her first project was for $15, okay? So I say this because you don't have to start out big with some massive project, okay? She started out with $15 to learn and to grow and to see what it was like to be a freelancer. She now is crushing it, averaging about three dollars to $4,000 a month, three dollars to $4,000 a month, working part-time about 10 to 16 hours a week. And the really 
crazy thing is that if you look at a full-time designer in Greece, they make between $700 and $1,300 a month. So let's go on the high side. $1,300 a month to work full-time as a designer in Greece. Eleni is working 10 to 16 hours a week, so very, very part-time, earning three dollars to $4,000 a month, exclusively doing tech packs. And she started with no experience. But what happens is when you specifically offer one service or one category, you instantly level up your skills and you showcase yourself as an expert in that category. I say the word expert a little bit lightly. I don't want you to take that with too much um, weight because I think it can feel like a very scary word. Oh, but I'm not actually an expert. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be an expert. You just need to know how to do the thing. And when you present yourself as this is the one thing I do, whether that's tech packs or whether that's um, remote 3D pattern making or whether it's men's lifestyle and golf product, when you focus on that, you instantly look that much more qualified no matter how much experience you have, all right? So that's number four. When you pick a very specific service and niche category um, or or very specific niche for your services, whether that's service-based or category-based, you instantly look more qualified, all right? Now, the last reason, number five, is that being niche and picking a very specific scope for your services is it makes it easier to get responses. So if you have been out there and you've you've been pitching, whether you're reaching out to brands on LinkedIn or via email or via Instagram or on Upwork, and you're not hearing back, there's a lot of things that could be going wrong um, and I'm going to share some some specific details about pitching in the free workshop that's coming up in uh, later in October. So there's various things that could be going wrong, but one of them that you can quickly and easily change is by focusing your services. Because here's the thing, as I said earlier, brands don't want to see a freelancer that's offering a mishmash of a variety of different things. They want to see someone who is focused and who is doing that one thing and who's doing that one thing specifically well. Here's an example from from one of our Freelance Accelerator graduates, Lucia. Lucia lives in Germany, and she specifically does textiles for babies and kids. And as soon as she focused and niched down, she started getting way more responses. Lucia told me that she spent about six months pitching on Upwork, and she didn't get any replies um, that's not true. She got she got a handful of replies and she landed one project, but she said that she was just pitching and pitching and pitching and pretty much not hearing back from anything. She joined Freelance Accelerator. She niched down, was one of the first things that she did, got super focused and instantly got way more responses. I want to share this, this message that one of her clients wrote back to her. It says, I can see that you have great work experience and we love that you specialize in baby apparel and textiles. I quote that from the the brand that she pitched to. We love that you specialize in baby and apparel textiles. Because think about this. If you had a baby and apparel textile brand, would you want to hire a freelancer that specialized in baby and apparel, baby textiles? Or would you want to hire a freelancer who had textiles and lingerie and bridal and all these random projects in their portfolio? No, you want the freelancer who specializes. So this will explode your freelance career when you specialize and you focus your services to a specific niche. 
Um, now I mentioned earlier, I want to share some real life examples because these might be things that you specifically have had firsthand experience with. So here's a couple. When we think about getting a membership to some type of gym, okay, there's a variety of types of gyms out there. And depending on where you live, you may not have heard of some of these gyms, but I'll give you, if you're international, I don't know if you maybe have heard of some of these, but think about 24-hour fitness, right? What do they do? They do a little bit of everything. They've got all the machinery. They've got various classes, da-da-da-da-da. They've got all the things. Now, do they have a, a substantial business? Sure. But guess what their membership is? It's like $19.99 a month or $29.99 a month. And that's fine. That works for some people. But if you want to be that specialty freelancer that does one thing and that does it really, really well, and you want to command a higher rate, which was something we didn't even talk about in this episode. I guess that's a topic for a whole nother episode. But when you are niche, when you are specialized, you can command a higher rate. So think about core power yoga, okay? This is a, I'd say mid to higher end yoga studio. And you know what they do? Hot yoga, exclusively hot yoga. And their membership, I know because I, I belonged there for many years until I moved to the mountains and it's no longer close to me. Um, but their membership, they're, they're all around the United States and their membership is anywhere from, depending on the location, anywhere from about $150 to $250 a month. Now you might think, oh, but all they do is yoga, whereas I can go to 24-hour fitness and I can get a little bit of everything. But it's just not the same, Okay. There's another example, which is SoulCycle. Um, I've actually never been to a SoulCycle, but I know that their memberships are quite expensive. I want to say that one, like it's a it's a spin class cycling, and I want to say that like one spin class, like one forty minute spin class, is like twenty five or thirty dollars. Now, could you go to twenty four hour fitness and get on a bike? You could. And do they have spin classes at twenty four hour fitness? They do. But SoulCycle, which I'm going to say, you know, their membership is probably comparable, if not more than Core Power, 150, 250 a month versus 24 hour fitness for 20 or 30 bucks a month. SoulCycle is specialized. They do one thing and they do it really, really well. And people go there because they want that super, super niche experience. They don't want to go to Core uh, 24 hour fitness and get on a bike. Okay. So you could be the 24-hour fitness and you could offer a little bit of everything, but it's going to be a mishmash. You're going to be working with a variety of clients. You're going to have to try to keep up with all the different things. Um, you're going to be, you're going to have to charge lower rates. I'm just telling you, you are. But when you're specialized and when you're niche, you can be the core power or the soul cycle of fashion freelancers. You can charge higher rates, do that one thing and do an exceptional kick-ass job. All right. Now, one, let's look at two more examples. One is bras, okay? Now, if you're not a, uh, if you're a guy out there listening, then maybe you can just kind of understand this from a female's perspective. But most of, of the listeners out there are women. Um, so not to exclude you guys, but this example is so powerful. Um, I saw an ad once in a magazine, in, in a, it was like an airplane magazine, and it was um, the one-size-fits-all bra from size 34, no, like 30 double A to 38 double D, some like really broad span. Now I happen to be about a mid-size range in my bra, but if you are on the more petite size or if you are on the more robust size, do you want to get a one size fits all bra? Hells no, you don't. (laughs) You want to get a bra that is made just for you. For large cup, you have different fit needs and different support needs. And for small cup, you have different fit and support needs too. And so you are much more likely to buy a specialized bra than some one size fits all for a really wide range 
of sizes. It just doesn't make any sense. All right, and then the last example is restaurants. Um, I've told this story a couple times before, but it's so good, I think it's worth repeating. There was a restaurant near my old house, and they had, oh my God, I kid you not, they had Mexican, Italian, and Chinese food. I mean, it was like the food court at the mall just kind of threw up at this restaurant. We talk about project vomiting in your portfolio. This is like restaurant vomiting. Um, That's not what, and not surprisingly, after a few years, the restaurant went out of business. So think about restaurants that are very, very successful. Now, I'm going to name off a few um, big chains because those are the easiest ones that everybody's going to recognize, but I'm sure you can think of some local independent examples in your neighborhood. Uh, Look at Chipotle. What do they do? Burritos. McDonald's. What do they do? Hamburgers. Chick-fil-A. Chicken. Okay, and these are restaurants that are massive, making billions and billions of dollars with locations all around the United States and all around the world. Um, And they're not trying to do everything. They have a niche and they focus and they've done exceptionally well. And if you want Chinese food, chances are you're going to go to a good Chinese restaurant. And if you want Italian, you're going to go to good Italian. If you want Mexican, you're going to go to good Mexican. You're not going to go to the Mexican-Italian-Chinese conglomerate. But that is what we do as freelancers. We create our portfolio and we have denim and lingerie and handbags. It's the same as the Mexican, Chinese, Italian restaurant. It's not good. It's very unappealing to the customer. So think about that when it comes to, think about your own personal experiences. When it comes to what type of companies do you want to work with and do you want to hire? You want to work with the specialized companies that do just that thing that you need. And the same is true for brands hiring you as a freelancer. So here's how to pick your niche. I've given a ton of examples, and so you might have already gotten some ideas throughout this podcast episode, but you can pick it based on two simple criteria. First, I want you to think about what you love doing in fashion. And then number two, I want you to think about what you're good at doing in fashion. And sort of where do those overlap? And that's your niche. Now, as I talked about earlier, it can be a niche based on category. Um, We have another very successful freelance accelerator student, Mari. Mari is a sustainable sweater knit, knit sweater designer. So she does a little bit of everything. She does the sketching. She does the design. She does the sourcing. She works with the factories. But she specifically does it for sustainable sweater brands, sustainable knits. Okay, so she's chosen a very specific category. Alternatively, you could choose... A specific service, whether that's tech packs like Eleni from Greece, or whether that's drawing fashion flats like one of our students, Brittany. Okay, you can choose again, and it could be a combination of both. Maybe you want to do tech packs for denim. And here's the cool thing about your niche you can change it. Like Allison changed hers, she made hers a little bit more focused. You can change it, you can make it smaller, you can make it larger. Don't worry about pigeonholing yourself. Don't obsess over getting this perfect. Pick what feels good in your gut and get started. Because choosing your niche is the foundation to kicking off your freelance career. And as I mentioned in this episode, it will make everything easier for freelancing, including the first step to getting work, which is finding clients. All right, which is why I want to remind you that coming up on Monday, October 25th, I am hosting a free live training called Where to Find Freelance Clients and How to Send Pitches That Get Replies. I'm going to share a specific pitch that has resulted in thousands of income for a freelancer, and I'm going to dissect the pitch, and I'm going to show you why it works. 
Okay. You can grab all of the details and register for the free training at soheidi.com slash live training. I will link that right up in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. It's really great to have you guys here. I really appreciate you spending some time with me. Remember, when it comes to picking your niche and picking your services, focus, focus, focus. Don't worry about pigeonholing. Pick something that feels good in your gut. Test it out and adjust it as needed. You're not locked into this. But when you focus, it's going to make your life level life easier on so many levels. All right, you got this. You're kicking so much butt. I'm so proud of each and every one of you. Thank you again for tuning in. Again, register for the free life training, where to find freelance clients and how to send pitches that get replies. It is going to be on Monday, October 5th. There will be a limited time replay. So even if you can't make it live, get your name on the list. Soheidi.com slash live training and we will link to it in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Successful Fashion Freelancer podcast. As always, a huge shout out to my right hand, Tara, badass behind the scenes who does so much to help keep the show running as well as Mark, my husband, who handles all the tech and editing. And thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts to make sure that you do not miss an episode. I appreciate you being here and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.